0: Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Daddy Boys of What Culture. Michael Hamplatt and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for Daily Wrestling Podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh! oh. Pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week completes a very good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to look ahead to Dynamite tonight. We are just weeks away from AEW Revolution. Sid, how are you feeling ahead of tonight's show?
2: Uh, not great, if I'm being honest. Put it this way, right? I think at least four performers. Need to cut the promos of their lives to make me feel like this is an AEW pay-per-view. It just hasn't felt like an AEW pay-per-view at all. Remember the week before All Out? Remember it. (laughs) All Out 2021. Remember that week? Yeah. Remember the week before Full Gear 2021? Jesus Christ. It just doesn't feel like that. There are a lot of wrestlers on this roster who feel like they're an autopilot.
1: And... And they need to cut the promos of their goddamn lives. It's, what, like, so there was two Dynamites now that... Two Dynamites or one Dynamite that wasn't that great? There's been one Dynamite that was absolutely mid as all hell
2: following a series of in-ring, blew-away shows that didn't do enough to sell Revolution.
1: Yeah. But, the, yeah, because the Dynamite's in-ring, that's the point, were, were really, really strong, really strong. And they formed part of stories. Let's not be idiots yeah. here. But you kind of kept waiting for, um, maybe it's just match announcements, but the idea that, like, they're solidifying this for revolution now, and then instead it's like, well, we're going to take the belts over here with the guns, and you're like, oh, right, so we're not solidifying something for the acclaimed. We're going to go in this direction instead. Um, and then it's like the House of Black, I guess, aren't feeding with the elite. They're doing something with Eddie Kingston. Oh, that's gone. So what are we doing with them? And for that matter, what are we doing with the Elite at Revolution and a load of stuff in terms of build? It's hard to call AEW unfocused. It's unfocused, but you know <laughs> he has plans. You know that he books long term, mm-hmm. and you know that it typically starts at the There's end and been works backwards.
2: Loads of where has this gone recently? Yeah,
1: but it feels unfocused. It feels like a few things have got dropped, and I still don't. I just I've never yet been able to visualize this Revolution card, and I keep waiting for the dynamite that's going to make me do that. To Cedric's point about the promos. Um, that I keep thinking about the card and the night and the hour-long main event and everything that has to come before it and if it follows the usual pattern of ten matches. and a Tony Connor said run. there will be fewer. Uh, I'm looking. I'm be. looking at the lineup and what I'm expecting to be announced and I don't really believe him. Well, this is the thing, right? If we're not going to get, if we're going to get a shorter card, which I believe you have to, then TV over the next month is going to kick ass because you're going to get a bunch of payoffs to stuff that otherwise mm. would have typically on a Revolution and maybe that's the thinking. Maybe is well, in fact, I'm lining up five things that have got some heft and it's for belts and stuff like that at Revolution. And all these... Keith Lee and Swerve is a great example. It's one I love personally and I think would like to see on Revolution. But you could just as easily argue for that to go on as Dynamite main event, for example. There's a lot of those level things. Mox and Hangman took place exclusively on Dynamite, so you almost could have justified it not being a pay-per-view thing if it wasn't for the fact that you kind of have to put them guys on the show. Jericho and
0: Starks don't deserve to be on pay-per-view. A yeah. perfect
1: Dynamite main event that will unfortunately definitely end up on Revolution. There's a lot of them, and I think maybe that's where the problem's been for me is that I'm struggling to see... The cool thing about pay-per-views in AEW was it felt prestigious because you got, had to earn your way on there. Now, all of these programmes feel like they could just as easily be a Dynamite match as a Revolution one, and that's... Mm. I think they've all been caught up in that same like, little vortex a little bit. It was flat and dull and obligatory and... Morale and vibe is weird. Like, the Rampage number was shockingly low, but felt, like, on-brand for the conversations we're having about AW ratings at the moment as well.
0: Um, I'm double-checking there, just because I was looking for the graphic that AW released, because I'd written initially, Tony Khan has a major announcement. He has an important announcement. Does that change what you think it could be, Yeah,
2: wording? Yeah, it's weird, because... I know Huge will get people thinking, all right, okay, Punk's coming back, or he signed Jay White and he makes his debut, or something like that. That, to me, has the connotation of Huge, like a game-changing talent or something. I think, important announcement. I don't know, I just feel like, has he hit the word Huge too much? Is he just trying to do a synonym because Huge announcement became a meme? I don't know what this is, I saw someone else speculate online, and it is not my take. And unfortunately, I can't remember whose idea it was, so I can't give them credit. Of a women's face of the revolution ladder match, winner gets a title match, and there's going to be a The Joker baby. And that is clear as day hint for
1: Monet.
0: Monet.
1: Money. Amazing how one like awesome match turns that into a bop again instead of some big joke. Yes, I know. <laughs>
2: I know. Um so that or and I don't want to dwell too much on this because there's a lot to preview and it's a long old time if we do it. I think now is the time for the fifth and sixth pay-per-views to be added to this calendar. Mm. I think you make more money that way. It's still not twelve a year. He's still 6 as opposed to 8 or 12. Still really feels premium. And we were discussing this over the desks. It will raid Tony Khan of his bad habits. And it will force him against, backs against the wall, to really start producing, stop procrastinating, stop indulging in tropes and telling a long-term story for the sake of it like a long-term story shouldn't be taken literally it should be taken as something that warrants your investment over the long term not it happens for a long time (laughs) that's the distinction between those two things like if there was a fifth and sixth pay-per-view both of which he could announce tonight then again he tends to do it on the day of the pay-per-view but he has to change things a fifth and sixth non-forbidden door pay-per-view We were discussing over the desks, has there ever been a period in those quarters between the pay-per-views where literally every dynamite was great? It's always felt like a lull. There's always going to be an an inessential episode. as 52 a year. But has he ever got that period on the whole 99% right? Never. I think at this point it was hard enough, and he managed it, When he's at the peak of his creative powers, that's far from the case. He's exhausted his well of ideas. That's why he's seeing them again and again and again. And I think he needs to optimize his booking, streamline it. I don't know why I'm talking like Keanu James. (laughs) But there's a lot of obligatory trophy filler on these shows. And I think a fifth and sixth pay-per-view will help him really focus on his destinations and who he needs to put over. And so many wrestlers
0: just wouldn't feel like they're doing it out. Andy Murray's done a great little video, uh, which is available as a podcast right now, in fact. Sounded patronising? No. uh, Genuinely, uh, on what the major, important, huge announcement is going to be, one of the things he suggests in there, if it's not the fifth and sixth um, pay-per-views, is Forbidden Door
1: 2. Yeah. um, I guess everybody made the assumption that it had to take place in the same in the calendar as last year's but it doesn't like you've only had the one so far maybe sometimes it just happens because it's a nice time for Eda with new Japan to do something uh, so you could announce that for much sooner than what was it June last year you know he should yeah so you could announce it for June um in impo- part I really like the face revolution being for the women's division because it again it addresses the like the never ending and always justified complaint about how the men and women are they of course are going to be treated differently but too differently. In AEW, and that kind of levels that a little bit. And it's a way that WWE have sort of worked towards parity, is making sure the stipulation is offered out to both. So, it's probably some ROH bollocks could be an ROH thing, but that feels <laughs> like that's already happened. Like the dark taping, uh, the, yeah, the dark tapings at Universal Studios have been announced that that's going to be for Ring of Honor and all the rest of it. There's something to be said for if you're going to, ha- if it's going to be Ring of Honor, something that matters. Uh, we all were just high as a kite on how much fun Mark Briscoe was last week. Brackets for a Ring of Honor number one contenders Mm. tournament, that straight away you go looking for where Mark Briscoe's name is so you can chart his course to winning it, wouldn't be the worst thing and would fall under important rather than huge. Yeah. That's the sort of thing where, like, that's the Ring of Honor thing I could see because you have got a pay for you coming at WrestleMania weekend that does need a main event.
2: You know what his important announcement should be? Hello, I'm Tony Khan. (laughs) I have bought the set from Kaiji Muto's Last Love. <laughs> and instead of the N, O, A, and H, I've just put A, E, and W in there. Did you see it? Yeah, look looked classic. It's, oh my God. It's the
1: best thing I've ever seen.
2: I was high as a kite looking at that. That should be the new the set. The letters were
1: real. You're so used to big screens now. It, like, I needed a few different views to see there were actual 3D bits yeah. of metal and lights rather oh than just God. a screen. How,
2: how, how do they do it? How did Noah have these shows that look this good? Yeah. They're amazing.
0: What is, just to deal with the uh, elephant in the room, um, (coughs) what is the likelihood of it being a Punk or Omega-related announcement?
1: Low, however, last week... He never announces
2: on telly that someone signed a deal, an extension. That's social media stuff.
0: Yeah,
1: but last week I was labelled an optimistic fool and a clown for trying to find ways in which Sam Punk could not out his opponent. And then he turned up at a New Japan show and like reintroduced himself to the wrestling world. Effectively, if CM Punk's going to come back, it's not
2: going to be in a smaller font, smaller font, smaller font. Mm. Important announcement with Eva Luna in a bigger font. It's just not happening. Yeah. It's going to like
1: do con- like continuous backflips. It's an awesome Revolution uh, buy rate thing if he was to come back between now and next week because it's no time to. No time to bodge everything, just enough time to keep him like, white hot, incredibly special, a massive, massive buy rate spike out the air, because it's Punk, we would assume, and no real time to tell a story other than to promote a dream match. So let's say it was Cole, but somebody else, CM Punk, and I've heard that somebody wants to challenge and it's you and we're going to have that match. That is a pretty cool way to bring a CM Punk back, but it's as much as I think it's more likely than ever, probably not right now.
0: I What's the worst case scenario?
1: Yeah, date, like more TV dates for Ring of Honor. It's just stuff that people already kind of half know, and doesn't feel as important to us as it will be. him. was it announced by AEW or broken by an outlet? I've
2: just seen graphics, like professionally yeah. AEW made graphics. Aye, an important announcement. Sounds like serious. It sounds like I'm excited. Yeah, important announcement. I've signed. Uh, I don't know. Still one. <laughs>
1: He's see it in the UK, because of the BT Sports rebrand, uh, WWE's on Turner now. Yes. Maybe it's about that. Maybe he's just going to say, I'd like to welcome WWE to our family of uh, broadcasters."
2: <laughs> ha- my name is Tony Khan, and I have an important announcement. Ariel Helwani's a bitch. <laughs> 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 if we, if, if that, imagine if yeah. it was just like, yeah. Excel, but now we go back to Tony Khan, the general manager of all the wrestling, for an important announcement. And then it's like Tony Khan just in his nice... 2019
1: wears nice hat scarf
2: yeah it's 2019 wears hello my name is Tony Khan I'm the general manager of All Elite Wrestling and it's founder Ariel Hamwani's is a bitch and that just ends can you imagine it would be amazing yeah oh um, it's almost deadpan full serious dignified yeah. just to say
0: it people would be raging with him as well it would be hilarious yeah. <laughs> uh, but we are just well was just over no, dude. Away from AEW Revolution, uh, we know two of the four tag teams in that tag title four-way. Um, tonight, another team will join in. They've got the tag team Battle Royal. Um, teams such as, oh, um, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Uh, Top Flight, Best Friends, uh, Aussie Open, uh, Butcher and the Blades, a uh, whole host of, of names in there. No outrunners, as far as I can see, which I'm annoyed about. They'll be but. in it.
2: There should be in it. I'll tell you what. For all of the faults, and there are several with that AEW tag team division, there are two teams that have been pushed heavily and featured prominently in this battle royal where if it came down to them, I'm thinking, who's going to win? And they are Jarrett and Lethal and Top Flight. I think because they've been tied together in storylines with their feud and after it finished on that
1: eight-man on Dynamite last week, I think Jarrett and Lethal win this. Yeah, I think so too. I, like, looking at this graphic, I couldn't see beyond them. Top flight, I would have said maybe. Sat i Singh can catch them as they try to get eliminated. Uh, yeah. Um, I, top flight, maybe, but they were, like, beating quite conclusively. One-wing agent on all on Rampage, and it sort of felt like that's that for you. Would you really beat them? See you in about six weeks. Yeah, would you really beat them like that if you had every intention to immediately put them back mm. in the like It's sort of, there's already this, what I feel like, this... Chasm that's opened up between the trios and tags. The last thing you want is to be like, it's all right, you've been relegated from the uh, Premier League with the trios with the elite. Yeah, you're doing well in the championship. In the tag <laughs> I think it's a bad luck. So, but Jarrett and Lethal don't have that to worry about. Jeff Jarrett is the last man standing about Battle Royal on a February dynamite where the internet are deciding, deserves that. The critically acclaimed Jeff Jarrett,
0: I'm doing backflips after backflips after <laughs> backflips how this whole thing has developed. Uh, let's talk Moxley versus Evil Uno, obviously ahead of Moxley and Hangman Page. Is it is it confirmed for the... Yes, and of course yes. It, it was confirmed last week.
2: It has to be Evil Uno first.
0: <laughs> He's got to, to run the gauntlet. Beat this, Have sh- him and, and tear his mask partially open and leave him a bloody mess, one would assume.
2: Yes, I think this is going to rule. I understand why the excitement's minimal. The... Uh, you're going to have to beat my stable mate before you, you work me at the pay-per-view. That's old. That's one of many things that AEW could probably do with abandoning. Is a device, which is hard because that's the uh, that's at the crux of so much of what AEW does, and it's old and tiresome, and there's no hype for this. There is absolutely no chance in hell that John Oxley and Evil Uno are going to work a match that comes. They do the entrances, and then back to the commercial, and it's like one hour 48, and you get seven minutes of three-star back and forth, and then a stare down. Like, this is going to be pretty awesome, I think. Evil Uno can slap you and forearm you and really obscure that he's a good wrestler, and he can bring, like, this fighting spirit, and you think, where the bloody hell's that been? His entire career is the answer. He's really good at being sympathetic, a bit dorky, a bit arch. But then he can really get the business done in a brief, spirited flash. I think you're going to get a great fire-up spot, sort of an incredulous Moxley reaction, and the audacity of the fire-up spot is going to be John Moxley's motivation to murder him. I think this could be really, really, really like, stupidly good.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. The one thing I don't think this can be is boring. I just don't think they've got it in them to have a dull match. I also think there's, like, clever guys, these. They know what they're doing. I think there's some pretty significant narrative implications here, even if they're not for right, right now. Last week, and he overacted a little bit, Sp- Hangman Page was doing this. Like, I didn't want you out here. I'm not really into this. He hasn't really signed off on this, but Ivo Luno's going to have the match regardless and get his ass kicked. So, like, he's going to do it really believing he's throwing himself down for the good graces of Hangman Page. And Hangman Page like, not really. I think it's got, like, Cedric pointed this out last week. Everybody, you could tell it in the reaction. Everybody has lost interest in where Page and the Dark Order are at. Sometimes they've been together, sometimes they've been not. It's just finished. It's just a dead issue. It's not like a wholesome reunion, no. heartfelt. No one cares. No one cares. But it's Eva, Sad, Luno, but Eva Luno is going to die for a pointless cause. Hangman Page hasn't asked for this, and it's going to happen to Eva Luno regardless. This is going to be the beginning of the end of the Dark Order and Hangman Page. And I don't know if there's a if you kind of lean into Page being a little bit cocky in this program and him leaving them or them looking at Evil Uno's broken body and thinking that was for you and you're not even bothered. But either way, Hangman Page is like a man without an island again and mm. that's finally like created the pathway back to Kenny in the books. So I do think that something quite big eventually comes from this match and it starts with Evil Uno being like a broken mess of bones.
0: should mention Silver and Reynolds are also in the, the tag team battle royal for Dark Order stuff on this show. Do you, th- yeah. so you think main, uh, Uno the main events... Well, I suppose we'll find out a little bit later. Actually, when we get yeah, your... I've
2: not thought about it yet.
0: I've got a finish for you. Uh-huh. John Moxley uh, has Evelina in position. He's staggered. He's ready for the, you know, I call it the dirty deeds. Remember that uh, Death Rider or whatever. And then he goes, no, he goes to leave, and people, are like, oh my god, is he leaving the match? Is he walking out? No, gets on the outside, bookshot lariat, wanker symbol. Then he's <laughs> <laughs> going to well, no, no, do it eventually. They're going to do it. John Moxley can't do a bookshot.
2: He can't. I'd love to watch him try. It's because he can't <laughs> douche that he's such a good wrestler. Yes. To quit, to quote, to quit, to quote the great Minoru Suzuki.
1: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes
0: until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Uh, Soraya is in action against Sky Blue tonight. (laughs) Oh,
2: fix everything about the women's division again. You have absolutely (laughs) f***ed up again. (laughs) You have absolutely (laughs) f***ed it. What is this? Sky Blue didn't work for WWE, but Soraya did. Let's fade. It's absolutely bobbins. I do not care about it. I think that you are going to get Soraya versus Hayter versus Soho. (laughs) for <laughs> uh, the belt. Ironically, if you put those initials in a different order, it'll be shh. There's a very, very, very L-D-S-T. good. L-D-S-T.
0: Or like,
1: shh.
0: <laughs> Quiet audience S- law. There's a very good uh, editorial about AEW's obsession with WWE that c- c- mentions this outsiders thing at whatculture.com. Is the video, video with
2: WWE? the handsome man being released
1: yet? Oh, I,
0: th- I, think it's, I think it's on its way. Don't you worry. That's what I've heard. Um, Soraya, sorry, do you think pull each S- other's
1: trousers back off. Do you think? uh
0: Do you think Soraya wins I this like watching one? Watching the young
1: Bucks match. Sorry.
0: <laughs> do you think Soraya wins this? I'll see Punk punked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to do it while you were on a lean. Who do you think? Who do you think wins this one?
1: Soraya. Mm. Christ, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Like, look, it's not about the win and the loss. It's about the like the quality here, isn't it? Like this could be appalling. Like Soraya's not had. A great match yet, but she's shown a little bit more a She hasn't had a, a great heel. angle. She hasn't had a great promo. No, there was just more in it, more about her as a heel. And Sky Blue's quite a good sympathetic baby face. So, uh, the matchmaking only makes sense on those grounds. But this match could look garbage. My God, she's uh, not been good. I like
2: the knees to the gut. I like the actual attempts to trip someone up from the Irish Whip. That's it. Surya's she spraying an L on someone's
1: s- arse s- She's going to J- spray it on K her knee like the L, She's going to totally shape done. her knee into an L And then spray an, uh, an L on it And then do the knee to the gut And I was like, no, your gut's a loser <laughs>
0: Surya is bad <laughs> well, She is That's called you know, a spade a spade um, In terms of other women's matches on this card I oh, know it's,
2: it's time to play the game Time to time play to the play game, game. i really rather watch her than half this women's division at this rate <laughs> that's tamina
0: um shout out to the brilliant jose so, Palom- yeah. jose palomares at the whole 11 on twitter um <laughs> <laughs> who's been dealing with all the uh, all the statistics all the uh, Better! thank you whilst adam blair adam wilton ford is enjoying so- I was about to say, some well-earned time off. I think he's away working. Actually, <laughs> Doing his be. job yeah. rather than ours. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the standings uh, don't make for great reading, if you me. Uh, three correct guesses so far this year from Michael Sidgwick, two from Michael Hamlet, and a big bat nothing for me. Cool six. Um, main event, of course, last week. Well, I suppose this could main event. We'll, we'll find out with uh, starting off with Michael Sidgwick. Um, but I suppose before we even do that, mm-hmm. before we even say what the name of the game is, Michael Sidgwick, what is the aim of the game? The aim of the game,
2: before we get to the name of the game, is to correctly identify to the hour, minute, and second, the first time you hear the first note of the first woman's entrance music to emerge for the obligatory women's match, the token women's match, the only women's match on Dynamite, to shine a harsh, glaring light on the promotional apathy and atrocity sorry for the alliteration Hmm? that is this women's division and the fact that they just don't care enough about it and ultimately we play this game we do this preamble because if you get it to the hour minute and second becomes pretty apparent that there's a formula here and you know if you forget what they do this for A little rhyme can help you out when the women come out to play don't worry guys the main event ain't too far away.
0: Like the fact that, that last week they were like, we know it's going to do, a kind of, uh, not not sure about the rating here, so we'll put the women in the main event, and then we'll be like, well, that clearly didn't work, so we'll just put them back into the spot that they were always in.
1: Not for the first
2: time he's done it. Bad form. <laughs> uh, but what's the name of the game? Well, the name of the game is, well, this is Larry's name, and I'm thinking,
0: name? <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> And the NXT intro all of a sudden, <laughs> love it. <laughs> the mask, Cedric.
2: <laughs> Ladies' night.
0: <laughs> um, Sidg, you won it last week. You will go. Sure first. did. <sighs> so, uh, so, uh, well, where do you think this match will go? And also, well, talk us through your, your thought process about from the start of the show, basically. What?
2: <laughs> all right sorry i'm trying to organize my uh arrangements for sunday very important business 20 oh, percent of me honestly needs to get that plan together.
0: get
2: <laughs> uh right, where okay. will
0: come but also yeah will it open the show even maybe all
2: uh, right okay so i'm trying to get into the zone of how to figure out the format of the show which for the second consecutive week it's kind of got a hot opener but it don't have no main event so this is gonna be quite challenging Boom! One's going nine. Some of that cock in a flash of <laughs> <laughs> Bring the boom, dynamite. Wednesday night. You know what that means? At least they're not playing goddamn basketball. I don't
0: think.
2: <laughs> oh, God, stay in this business. <laughs> Bill Watts wouldn't be happy with that. Oh, better when Bill was around. <laughs> so much better
1: when you used to be around. Bill Watts. Three points. Wrestling for points. What the is this a Crockett Cup?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. It ain't a Crockett Cup will tell you
1: the G G-1 with striker.
2: I'd rather do that <laughs> <laughs>
0: it
2: was it basketball or is it was a wrestling? Which well, is a Tony. You never make your mind up, Tony. It's a Wednesday or is a Friday, Tony? You never make your damn mind up. Anyway, welcome, <laughs> welcome to Dynamite. Anyway, welcome to Dynamite. Great show. Thank you for joining us. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's Jane. It's <laughs> uh, I was going to do Where's My Mind. Where's My Mind. It's like getting Matt and Jeff Hardy mixed up all the goddamn time for 24 <laughs> years. <laughs> started doing it in 20, 1999. It's 2023. I'm Jim Ross, and I ain't never changed. <laughs>
1: Can we do a
2: Christmas with Jim Ross? Jim Ross is all your favorite
0: hits Oh, God
1: Damn, it's all I want For you and me you know who my best friend is? Steve goddamn Aston. Remember, give him a call, Tony. We'll get the numbers up. And then, uh, Will Uda's got that,
2: uh, Jimmy Hart-Masawa version. <laughs> and and then they have a match. And then, uh, I'll tell you who wins. Oh, my colleague, I think,
1: Sidgwick will tell you. We haven't
2: talked about that one yet. And that match finishes. And the main event is, oh, Evil Uno. You uh, and Jim Ross
1: are colleagues. He's here. He's like, what the
2: hell? You he let a cow in the studio. <laughs> oh, sorry, Jim. You're talking to him, ain't you? <laughs> um um. <laughs> We cannot
1: start telling people we've got Jim Ross. <laughs> Zero hours. Oh, Fancy man.
0: <laughs> Women in the first hour. <laughs> uh,
2: hang on. Zero hours. You know, there. Type now on my phone. Goddamn new technology is a mystery to me. I like that Twitter though. A lot of good pictures on that Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twenty eight minutes and uh, um,
0: fifty
1: nine seconds. Go move on.
0: I was thinking it was going to be back to his usual slot, to be perfectly honest. It's no, about time. I'm put on that uh, <laughs> um, before, yeah, I assume Moxley Ununo. Yeah, main Mox, event. I think so too. Which I don't think is going to go that long. Uh, because he's going <laughs> to smash his head and then do wanker symbol. So I'll go <laughs> one hour, 24 minutes and... 32
1: seconds. I'll do all the ones this week. 1-11-11. We the one, says every woman in AEW counting how many segments they've got on Dynamite. <laughs>
0: um, let's talk about the, well, let's do them both at the same time, the two talkie segments. Brian Danielson's going to speak, and Christian Cage, after his return and attack on Jungle Boy Jack Perry, is going to be interviewed by Tony Schiavone, and I sense he's probably going to be horrible.
1: Yeah, um, should be a lot of fun. I think Christian Cage, I, I wouldn't say he's been missed exactly. MJF and him kind of have like an overlapping style. So Christian's best stuff in terms of how offensive he could be, how close the line he could get, was if I'm not mistaken, was taking place while we had no MJF stuff. Hmm. So it was like, oh, that's pretty cool, because you get Christian doing all this kind of thing. Or well, certainly nothing I remember MJF that was doing that was like Christian having a pop yeah. at Jack Perry's dad. Um so it'll be interesting to see how he fits that back in, but you can kind of get a bit more basic with it now. Like Christian could say, uh, "I kept, even all this time I was injured, look, you've learned nothing. You've learned absolutely nothing. When you were with me, you learned everything. You were becoming somebody, but you've learned nothing since I've been gone. I beat you with an injured arm and I beat you easily. And I've gone away and I've come back and I'm just beating you down as easy as you like. Like, just making it seem like Jungle Boy just hasn't progressed at all without him really getting underneath his skin. You want to be a singles wrestler, that ambition is stupid. Christian Cage, as somebody that, like, I love Christian, but as somebody that's had the most success in a tag team, and not just in a tag team, but as, like, the always considered, like, the second part of the tag team underneath Edge, should be the one to, like, patronise Jungle Boy and say, I know what it takes to be a singles star You never will. Like, I'm sorry that your dinosaur pal left you. Had nothing to do with me. But you two guys had a fallout. You probably just should have stuck it out with Taz's idiot kid or something like that. And just like, because I know what it is to be a single star and you don't, you should have stuck it to tag teams. Make it about wrestling and set the match up. Brian, I have absolutely no idea. I kind of thought that MJF would send something his way last week that Brian could then volley back. And he didn't really. It was fun and games with Christopher Daniels. Mm. So you've this week... I, I liked Brian Danielson's... Um, it was like just a little bit to camera, wasn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm mad now. So he's the boogeyman, wasn't he? Boogeyman. Yeah. That, that was really good stuff. But it, it, he's not really the guy that you sell a five-minute in-ring Tony Schiavone promo with, is he? He's just not that type of wrestler. I was talking... I was specifically referencing Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks need to cut the promo of their lives. If they
2: can sell me on that match, it'll be the most impressive achievement in pro wrestling history. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I do not want to see it, particularly on such a long pay-per-view. But Danielson also needs to bring it. He needs to hit the idea, the asinine, incorrect idea that he hasn't told people how fired up he is for the match and wants to win the world title. Do you want know why it's asinine? Because he's already done it on Dynamite. He needs to do it again. This is Timers of the Essence. On a nice – we know Daniel Bryan has cut some of the best promos in professional wrestling history. We know this. He needs to do one of them tonight. Um, if the rest of the show can't book itself, he needs to prove his value. Is one of the all-star acquisitions, one of the best professional wrestlers of all time. And I think this – you ever watch something that just feels really good but clinical, mm. like clinically good? That's how I would probably describe at this point this MGF versus Danielson program. Lots of really nice thoughts gone into it. It's delivered some great action. The motivations are great from each character. It's got this clinical like vibe to it where it just doesn't feel like punk versus MGF. It's just not there. With this emotional pull. I think Danielson needs to cut one of the best promos of his life to really put this pay per view over the top because the hype for it is in trouble. As for Christian Cage, very quickly.
0: It's time to play, time to play, the,
2: game. Time to play the game! Time to, play time to the play game! Ha ha
0: ha
2: Again, I'd rather see her than half of these bloody women's matches. That's to that's it. <laughs> Did it, did it, did it, did it, What's the reprehensible thing that Christian <laughs> Cage is going to say this week? It's his thing. He's great. I love it personally. He always says something horrible beyond the pale, and he needs to say something beyond the pale because this is the big match, and it feels like, oh, they kind of have to do it. I don't think anyone's red hot for this prospect. It's his job now to make me want Jungle Boy to kill him, and I think he's going to say something to the effect of, you know, Jack, as I sat there on the couch... Recuperating from this injury. I know what you're all thinking. Yes, it's going to make it hard to jerk off over your mom. (laughs) But I got there in the end. I got there in the end, jungle boy. That's how hot she is.
1: I
0: can't top that. Yeah. Long term, Christine Cage is the mouthpiece of hook.
1: Thoughts? Yeah. Okay. Like, if, if they're actually going to turn Hook heel, I'm not sure that was just more what felt like needed to happen rather than actually might. I could see him being the indentured servitude firm thing first, and then he busts on out of there like the b- good baby faces always do. I'd, I'm sort of en- interested in this Edge and Christian FTR AEW match in terms of Christian's future, to be honest. Yeah. It's weird.
0: Um, in terms of another tag match that's happening tonight... Oh, Jesus. The acclaimed... <laughs> Uh, to be fair, in action against Big Bill <laughs> and Lee Moriarty.
1: Um very, very rampagey this one, isn't it? It's on a, on a Time before the pipe. Yeah, we, aye, on a dynamite that needed something a little bit more star driven. This probably wasn't the week for a tag match like this. I have a thing with the acclaimed where um I said this to sid earlier on, about a month ago, whenever it was, National Scissorine Day was. There are acts in wrestling sometimes where you cannot go wrong. And I thought National Scissoring Day might be a stretch too far. And in fact, at anything, rather than backing down it, doubled down on just how over all of that stuff was. Billy Gunn included a lot. The whole act was just perfect. I don't think losing the titles has been what's dented them. I think... The overexposure to an act that was slightly more one-dimensional than people believed when it was at its hottest has dented them. They have been on television every single week. You absolutely follow those numbers. When those quarter hours are spiking, follow the acclaimed. Like Chris Jericho's quarter hours don't, spark, don't spike every single week, but he's convinced somebody that he has to be on television every week for his stories to make sense. And the acclaimed in that like very sort of elite tier group, fair play to them. But as soon as they've lost the belts, especially, I feel like that's exposed that it turns out they probably shouldn't have been one of them every single week. Of course, they week. should have. Tony Khan just screwed them. Maybe that. <laughs> maybe, maybe. No, maybe. Yes, no. Um, that's all that's maybe about it. They were so hot. It's not just that, it's merch.
2: The merch's numbers were out the ass before they got the big push.
1: I'm trying to argue, though, is it slightly more novelty than we could see with those numbers? I think
2: there's a genuinely heartfelt
1: emotional connection. Yeah. And then they realise,
2: and then. Daddy Ass and his little brat kids. It's not brat versus Owen. It's not Cody versus Dustin. It's completely collapsed under the weight of its terrible material. Yeah. Um, it's like they've been reaching for, like, something. It's just fallen on top of them because he could never reach it. The Acclaimed, I know you've got this boner about the Acclaimed. You need to realize you can't. You've, you're on an island with it. And I'm on an island with things as well. It's Tony Khan who deserves the criticism. Stop sticking up for the billionaire handler. (laughs) (laughs) He claimed for a really That's always been my problem, sticking up for Tony Khan. They've had genuinely the best bit about the New Age Outlaws, Enzo and Cass, act of that ilk because they've proven themselves to have an emotional, true, deep connection with the crowd. And they've got the matches, not many, but the matches Mm -hmm. to back it up. I think this is all, all on Tony
1: Khan. Remember how delighted people were with the Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal stuff? Yeah. People
2: loved it, man. Yeah, it
1: didn't need to be like five star wrestling. It was very, very hot three and a half star wrestling. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what fa- you need. No, that's fair, and it's actually. It's yeah.
2: Guns and Tony Khan who've completely screwed this up. Bad broken. Bad booking. Mm. It went for the acclaimed. Steve Austin didn't draw much money in 2001. It's not because yeah. he wasn't a star or because he wasn't talented. It's because of it Bad booking. Obviously, it went
0: for the acclaimed. Yeah. Uh, final thing to talk about. There's an all anti Championship match going on tonight, uh, Sidge, Orange Cassidy defending. But my question to you is, what is wrong with Wheeler Utah? <laughs> he's an arsehole. He's
2: a bitch. He's such an arsehole. <laughs> His character
0: is... Yeah, the character, I should say, yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: he's, he's a perfect nice bloke, probably. Very handsome man that could kick the living
1: shit out of me and you
2: and everybody <laughs> you know. Yes. His character, and fans have understandably lost faith in it, as I've pointed out several times, is... Guy who has really weird grievances, <laughs> sometimes with random people, like Swerve. Now, what's he going up to Swerve for? It's like a business wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> he goes up to them backstage, and he's really cross, and he's really sanctimonious. And I'll tell you what the biggest heel in wrestling is. Just a sanctimonious arsehole. Mm-hmm. People, mm-hmm. Hate, people hate sanctimonious arseholes. And he's meant to be the babyface, I think, going out to people and saying, what you're saying's wrong, and I'm going to prove it next week on Dynamite or this week on Rampage and he gets his arse kicked all of the time And <laughs> admittedly pretty great matches but when do you not see those mm. and people just think he's a whining bitch I hated the build to this on
1: Rampage he said we we about it on the Uta Rampage Uta review, a yeah. dick yeah
0: just, we, you, I mean, you and I didn't get the chance to talk about it so the character
1: Wheeler you is a dick
0: yes but it was just like yeah what have you and the best friends ever done for me and I was like well, it did kind of bring you in mate I know that didn't want you to get, didn't want you to leave yeah They brought you into the thing. You
2: voluntarily left them. I hate this, you know. One of my favorite things about AEW is the continuity and the fact that they respect your intelligence enough to remember things like they did it just last freaking week with Mox in 10, and now they're trying to rewrite the history of that. What? This match will be hot. Phoenix, there's a good crowd, 6,000, new market. Phoenix has always been a pretty good wrestling town. They're going to be hot for this, more hot than this match deserves, I would argue, and the match is going to be of a very high standard. Who wins?
1: Orange Cassidy. Yeah. It's for Orange Cassidy's belt. It's not for the PO title, is no. it? Yeah, Orange Cassidy.
0: Just Don't put f- the All-Atlantic on Wheelie Eater. It's very random. Like, I, I wouldn't mind Orange Cassidy versus Wheelie Eater just as a fixture.
1: It, is it supposed to go somewhere? Is that why it's been Maybe. heated up in inverted comments? Is the BCC best friends aggro or something? Like, What's happening with... Mox Island Page got confirmed, right? So what is, what's Wheelie Eater and Cesaro's purpose in and around the pay-per-view other than nothing? Suggesting that, like, William Regal really was there.
0: <laughs> yeah, because we... A crucial we keep, element of this group. Uh, we keep insisting that something is happening with Wheelie Year and Brian Danielson. Yeah.
1: But they've gotten out on the go, really.
0: I don't know what's going on here. But uh, I'm sure all will be revealed this evening. Uh, let us know your thoughts ahead of AEW Dynamite tonight on Twitter. Sorry, and
1: they should probably announce uh, A.V.B. in the Elite tonight as well. They oh, yeah. Lights on, lights off on and the stage. Do a really good angle to set it up. And an angle, really yeah.
2: <laughs> Imagine them playing basketball and Malachi Black tries to talk about it. <laughs> Comes in and just like, like
1: an angry neighbor like puts a knife through the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I've corrupted your basketball. Couldn't <laughs> have come over my metaphorical edge
2: to, as a woman on our street when we were growing up, and like the ball would go like under people's cars mm-hmm. and stuff like that. She would be goddamn such a nightmare about it. <laughs> we used to call her the witch. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, another witch's car.
1: That's my story about uh, <laughs> more cauldrons in wrestling, yeah, yet yeah.
0: more. <laughs> uh, thought <laughs> key in it, yeah, football. Killed it
1: when she came out.
2: <laughs> I wasn't that much of a Rachi. No, I was very respectful of people's property. Mm.
0: Egg ass on Halloween, though. <laughs> uh, right, let's your thoughts ahead of AW Dynamite tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they so can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at... Michael Hamlet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at...
1: M. Sidgwick.
0: Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, for daily wrestling podcasts, you can check out the NXT review right now. And, of course, the review of AW Dynamite... Hey, what is it? AW Dynamite, yeah. even. will drop into your feed as soon as it is released tomorrow if you subscribe to What. Interesting. Cool wherever you get your podcasts from but for now this has been the dynamite preview my thanks to the Daddy boys thank you for joining us and we will see you soon roundabout season two presented by nissan is live now and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way we're talking rest stops if we're stopping to get gas
1: you will be timed
2: misguided plans i grew up in the city so i have like you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different.
0: And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to this Acast show ad free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Acast powers the world's best podcasts.